Hi everybody. My name is Kayla or Kay. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. And I'm really excited to be talking with you all today. Noni asked me to come on and offer a meditation on shame. So I'll start by introducing myself before we jump right in. I am a Philly Joan, very proud of being from Philly. I currently live in Philly and I'm very happy to be back home in my city after a few years living in New York and Seattle. Uh, Philly is a really big part of my identity and a big, a big part of how I understand community and love. I am a dreamer and a lover. I'm most passionate about hanging out. <laughs> and I joke about this often that, you know, my dream job is to hang out. But it's really true. I love being with my people, around some food, preferably home-cooked food, or outside, laying in the sun, moving our bodies. Just cozy. I'm talking about the things that light us up the things that make us feel most like ourselves and talking about the things that are challenging for us, the things maybe we're still growing through and need support around. One of those things that I've been thinking about recently is shame. So what even is shame, right? And why, why do we need meditation around shame? Why am I here talking about shame? A few things that I know to be true about shame include that we all have shame. Generally, we don't like talking about shame. And the less we talk about shame, the more we sort of stay in our shame corners, the more shame grows. A really powerful tool for diffusing shame is empathy, which requires that we talk about our shame and that we're able to hold space for others in their shame. So, you know, I understand shame as the fear of disconnection. And there's a really intensely painful feeling of the experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love, belonging, connection. So shame comes up for me a lot um, in hard conversations, mainly with my partner. I've been observing shame as it comes up a lot on social media. In particular this year, I've seen a lot of conversations rooted in shame around the pandemic and how people are sort of navigating their social lives in the pandemic. I've seen a lot of shame come up around the rise of Black Lives Matter that we've seen this summer whether or not people are advocating for black lives and in what ways. There's been a lot of shame around um, people not knowing, not quite being there yet and still learning. A lot of shame around how people choose to celebrate black lives or not. And coming up on the horizon is the election. <laughs> so of course, I've seen a lot of shame around politics, people's beliefs, um, you know, who's voting for whom and 
you know, whether you're voting at all, I've been seeing a lot of shame socially and in our larger communities. And I've been feeling a lot of shame myself. I feel a lot of shame in particular in times that I'm alone and can't really be with my people quite as easily. So I told y'all that I love hanging out. <laughs> I This year has been really challenging for hanging out because of the safety measures that I'm taking during COVID. And prior to February of this year, I was actually living in Seattle and didn't have much of a community there. I didn't live there for very long. Um, and I came home because I was like, okay, your choices are be here alone and figure out where to find community or just come home and be with your people. Because I know that being alone, that feeling of disconnection is already a really big trigger. It's a big breeding ground for my shame. I choose to, ju- I chose to come home. And so, you know, for, for a while now, probably at least a year, I've been living in some sort of circumstance that can perpetuate my shame very easily. When I'm already alone and then I have a really hard conversation with my partner or a disagreement with someone about the carceral state and calling people out in social media, I, I, feel, I feel really steeped in shame. The way that I understand really challenging concepts, challenging emotions, emotions that are hard for me to sit with, is through personification. So if I'm feeling shame and I know that I don't really get what this feeling is about, but I know that I I don't like feeling it, I'll personify shame and say, let's just have a conversation. And that's what I'd like to offer to you all today. Take a minute to close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Two more at your own pacing. As you settle into your breathing, I invite you to remember a time that you felt shame, that you've been fearful of disconnection. Now, this may be uncomfortable to feel. Let's explore a little bit. When you remember your shame response, what sensations come up for you? Where do you feel it in your body? Is your heart rate elevated? Are your shoulders or jaws clenched? How's your body temperature? Have you folded inward closer to a fetal position to protect yourself? Has your chest poked out and blood started pumping faster, ready to fight? 
Now that you remember your shame response, simply be present with how it feels in your body. And imagine that the shame you're feeling is a person. As I walk you through an inner dialogue with shame, imagine that this is your voice talking to shame. Hi, shame. I thought I might find you here. After really tough conversations, you always come to visit. Come on, sit down next to me. I noticed that in the heat of the moment, you got so big shame towering over me and the entire house. You have something to say, something to teach me. I must not have properly acknowledged you in the moment intended to you when you were trying to speak to me. After listening to you, it seems like you're trying to remind me that in times of conflict, there is potential for disconnection. Is that it? Mm, yeah, I thought so. I appreciate your warning sign, Shane. Sometimes that's a really big concern for me too. For me, conflict can feel exactly like trauma in my body. And it's really frightening, especially when I can't tell the difference. I can get all in my head about doing or saying the wrong thing, about hurting someone else's feelings, about needing to protect myself. It's not easy owning up to mistakes or those times that we might just get it wrong. I get that. You know, shame, if anything, I appreciate you being here, having my back, I want you to know that I got us. I've been working to identify when you're knocking on the door. I've been working on listening to you better. I apologize that I don't always respond or acknowledge you in the ways that you most need when you have something to say. I'll continue to work on that. What you have to say is really important to me. I'd like to set aside some time every week to connect with you, to hear your concerns on a more regular basis. Maybe we can check in during one journaling session per week. How does that feel for you to visit me in my journaling practice? Mm, thank you for accepting my invitation. I know this can all be really challenging, and I choose to sit alongside you, listening, for as long as you have something to teach me. I love you, Shame.
take a moment to notice how you're feeling in your body. After listening to a conversation with shame. Take a few breaths and notice what's different from when you felt your body before the conversation. Take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Place one hand or two over your heart. And say to yourself, I'm okay. I'm okay here. I love you. I hear you, heart. You're safe to tell me what's going on. I'm okay. We're okay. I'm listening to you. I'm here for you. I'm okay. I love you.